You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I'm Steven Serta, joined by my guy Rocky Magania. Rocky, Chiefs win. Uh, 20 to 17, Monday night football over the New York Giants and improved to four and four on the season. All of that should be great. Um, <laughs> but this game didn't really make you feel any better about the Chiefs taking on the Green Bay Packers next week. It, it didn't really make you feel any better about what's going on this season and about all of the problems that they've had. Um, I was just mentioning this at the end of the game and the chiefs defense did well today. Uh, you know, a- another strong performance by them. We've talked about their second halves the last three weeks and that they put it together today. It's against the giants though, a bad football team and not a particularly special offense, but they did come up big at the end with back-to-back sacks by Chris Jones and Frank Clark to seal the game. And at the end of this football game, Rocky, I was more confident in the Chiefs defense getting the win and sealing the deal than I was in the Chiefs offense scoring and being the reason they won this game because really they weren't the reason that they won this game. Like, I don't feel any better about this thing at all headed or taking on the Green Bay Packers next week. Like, I just don't feel any better about where the Chiefs are at whatsoever after that game. No, I mean, confident is a relative term. Yeah, we felt more confident about the Chiefs defense, but if we're being honest, I didn't really feel confident in either side of the ball tonight. Uh, Neither team played mistake-free football. Both teams put themselves in – I mean, both sides of the ball – put themselves in bad position time and time again. Um, both sides committed very costly errors. It's It almost seemed like the same story over and over again until late in the game when we got those back-to-back sacks. But it was the same people making the same mistakes. Uh, Dan Sorensen looked lost. Ben Neiman was getting drug all over the field when he was trying to make tackles. And other than Chris Jones getting kicked back inside and actually being a bit of a dominating force early in the game, it was just as much about the Giants not taking advantage of their opportunities as it was about the Chiefs, you know, making something happen. Yeah, I, and we talked about it all week long at Arrowhead Pride. The Giants simply aren't a good football team. And there was a point in this game where you were like, they're going to lose this. They're, they're going to lose this football game. And... It's concerning because I talked about it this week. I know we've written pieces on it. The Chiefs media availabilities this week just had a a different tone, a different vibe. And it was almost sad. It was like somber where 
it feels like they don't have answers for what's going on right now. It feels like they don't know what to do to fix the problems. And they opened the game up strong. I thought they looked fantastic on the opening drive. You know, they still couldn't get anything deep down the field, but Mahomes was just moving the ball at will. They were picking up chunk plays. They moved it inside the Giants 10 and then another freak turnover i guess fluke turnover but it was kind of a bad pass that i think josh gordon probably had a better chance to catch than he showed and then it hit it bounced off of Jarek mckinnon's helmet and went for another interception and at this point the chiefs have 19 turnovers they lead the nfl in turnovers and it happens every week and so it's not just fluky anymore and the percentages would argue that that's inevitably going to come back down to earth like it's just gotta fall into their favor occasionally it just hasn't happened though like it it, it just is who they are at this point we're eight weeks into the season like we're, we're nearly 50 percent of the way through the nfl regular season and this is just who they are and it doesn't feel like they have any answers offensively and even after a win, you want to try to find the positives in that. I just don't see how we can feel good about them taking on the Green Bay Packers, who just beat the only undefeated team in the NFL on Thursday night. And they did it without Devontae Adams. They did it without Alan Lazard. They've already been battling injuries themselves. And they did it without their defensive coordinator. Like, the Chiefs weren't facing that kind of adversity in this game against a 2-5 and five football team. And I don't think the Chiefs are capable of overcoming something like that, especially when this is the performance we got from them against that team tonight. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it the turnover situation could have been much worse. Mahomes got bailed out on an offsides by the Giants on a second interception. And then Trey Smith may have, you know, he saved the game by hopping on that fumble. I mean, that's two turnovers that got that got that we got back. Um, I think the most concerning thing about this is it's not rookies. It's not backup players that are turning the ball over and making these mistakes. It's the core of the team. It's your stars. It's your highest paid players on the team who are going out there and turning the ball over and being careless with it. And at some point, yeah, you say it has to come back to the mean, but it's maybe it doesn't. I mean, there's some seasons where it just doesn't. There's some seasons where teams just don't take care of the ball and they lose a lot of football games because of it. And the Chiefs look like a team right now. They're going to lose a lot of football games if they don't take care of the ball. And I don't know what other wake-up call they need at this point because they've said everything in the press conferences that you're supposed to say. but it, And they say that they've been practicing it, but it's not showing up on the field. And so there's a disconnect there somewhere where I think they started the season thinking they were something that they weren't, and we thought they were something that they weren't. But right now, um, obviously Mahomes is still a very young player, but this core looks like a team whose best football is behind them. Yeah, and I, I think that we set the bar too high, and part of that is because they've just been so exceptional with Patrick Mahomes. And – you know, Travis Kelsey had to get in on the turnover party tonight, putting the football on the ground. But they set the bar so high in the first few years of Patrick Mahomes that this season, this is what teams look like inevitably when they try to extend the window a little bit too long. And it feels like that's what the Chiefs have done because they simply aren't a good football team right now. Like, there's just no other way to put it. You just barely escaped a Monday night home loss 
to the New York Giants, who are a bad, bad football team. And we had Craig Carton on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network earlier this week from WFAN in New York, and he said, why would you guys even be worried about this? He was like, you're in a different class than the New York Giants. But that was not the case tonight. Like This Chiefs team did not look like they were in a different class than the New York Giants. They look like they are an average at best football team at this point in the season. And I don't see how you could come away from that game with any other take, to be completely honest. No, I mean, and right now, Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the offense, they look like a team playing scared on offense. Um, Patrick Mahomes looks like he's not trusting his eyes. Um, There were times there were guys open downfield today and he just, and he went, he went underneath because he was afraid of turning the ball over again. Um, He looks like, he's a guy who's afraid of throwing the game away. And he, especially after he almost threw the game away, you know, you saw that Andy Reid changed his play calling. Even they went back and they just started running the ball. And I tweeted out that, that, you know, if I'm Andy Reid, I can't believe I'm saying this with Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback, but I wouldn't throw another pass the rest of this game. Uh, at that point, you have to mitigate your team's mistakes and with Mahomes at quarterback and him being the general generational talent that he is, I thought that we would never be saying this, but that's where we're at right now. Um, he is not the same player that he's been in years past. And that doesn't mean he can't get back to where he is. I mean, he's still Mahomes. Mahomes will still always be Mahomes, but he's got to get right right now. He's just not right. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about that for a minute because I messaged you during the game and I just said, it feels like he's playing with the yips. And I ha- I was going back and forth with show and BK in our, our text chain for our show. And, you know, Ron was like, well, that's not what the yips are. Cause I- I'm not a baseball person. So, so maybe I don't have a, uh, a full grasp uh, of the baseball yips, but that's what it feels like to me. Like if we're trying to find a word to give to what Patrick Mahomes is going through right now, he looks scared. He's making throws that are just inaccurate. He's making poor decisions and he's forcing things and guys simply aren't getting open. And I know Tyreek Hill wound up having a, a pretty nice night, but I'm still questioning how healthy him and Travis Kelsey are right now, because it seems like even they are struggling to get open, which has never been a problem for those two. You worry about everybody else, but e- even them like, and I understand they're taking away the big play, but I don't think there should be an excuse for that, for the offense to look like this, I still don't think that there is an excuse for them to be quite this bad. And part of that is going to fall on Patrick Mahomes. His, his ceiling is the best player in the sport. And we've already seen him hit that ceiling before. And I think he's going to get back to that ceiling one day because he is just exceptional at playing football. And I, I don't doubt that he can get back to that but he's just not there right now. He's just not playing that way right now. And we've seen Tom Brady go through regular season struggles. He struggled on Sunday against the new Orleans saints, but we've seen him even with new England. We saw him have some down regular seasons where they struggled, but you know, still wound up making the playoffs because they're the Patriots. Uh, We've seen Aaron Rodgers go through down seasons where he just struggles. And a couple years ago before he won the MVP, we were talking like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is done. And so no one in the sport is above that, right? I I don't think that anybody in the sport is above having a down year. It's just you had never seen it from Mahomes. And so our expectations were too high because we just didn't believe it was possible for him. 
but we're in the middle of it right now. Like this just feels like a down year. It just feels like this chiefs team needs to retool, revamp, figure some things out in the off season because it just feels like their heart's not in it this year. Yeah. I mean, and to back you up, my definition of the yips is that it's when a player gets so much in their head that they can't even do a routine yeah, thing that they normally do. And that's kind of what this looks like. He's missing throws that he can usually make no look and in his sleep, you know, and he's just not hitting them right now. And to your point, he looks like a player who doesn't trust throwing the ball to anybody not named Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey right now. He looks like if he's not passing it to one of those two guys, he, he's not sure about if the ball's going to be caught or end up in the other team's hands. And you can't, you can't, you can't play Chiefs football like that. That's not the way this offense is designed. Um, and I, and it's an easy, it's easy to defend. On also, I mean, yes, Tyree Kill had a pretty good game today, but a lot of that wasn't for manufactured touches to get him yards after the catch. Um, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't any downfield passing really to at all today. And I think that for Mahomes to get back on track, yeah, he does need to hit those underneath routes, but he also has, he has to get his confidence back. He's got to, he's got to sling it a little bit and hit those passes. But at the same time, you, I mean, you, it may take the entire season to get Mahomes back. Right. And you, and it may take Mahomes throwing 20 interceptions until he gets back. Right. If you know, to swing his way out of this, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I just think that we got to put some of this on Andy Reed, you know, Andy Reed, and I'm not questioning who Andy Reed is and what he has accomplished in the NFL. Andy Reed's one of the greatest coaches ever in the history of football. He's one of the greatest offensive minds that we have ever seen. But when you look at a team like the Los Angeles Rams right now, who are playing like one of the best teams in football and even, you know, the 49ers are, are struggling a little bit, but Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are like two offensive-minded coaches where you say, like, you put any guy in that offense and they're going to find a way to utilize them and get guys open and set up the screen game and the zone running game and all of that stuff. And those guys do that on a weekly basis. It just seems like the Chiefs can't find any rhythm offensively, and part of that might just be that, when Mahomes can't make the big plays downfield, when he can't get outside the pocket and create out of structure the way that he's used to, like this whole thing has just kind of unraveled to the point where they're not doing anything well offensively. And at that point, it's on Andy Reid. Andy Reid has to start looking at what they're doing on a on a weekly basis and say, okay we got to start manufacturing guys open. we got to start finding ways to get guys' touches and get them into space. And they did it a couple of times with Cole Hardman. Had those little sweet plays that one of them went for a big gain uh, towards the end of the game. And then he had another one early on, I think went for like 10 yards. And those are good plays. I want to see more of that stuff where we try to manufacture chunk yardage plays and it doesn't necessarily have to come with the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. You got to get the ball moving some other way to get his confidence back up because I don't know if you noticed it, but he did it, I, I, I felt like, 25 times tonight where he dropped back, pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, run. Like, and, and, or, or, you know, bad pass. And, and it's, it's something that I'm seeing him do on a weekly basis now, over and over and over again. And so that's got to fall on Andy Reid. When your superstar player 
has the yips and it looks like he is just struggling and just feels like he cannot get anything going right now, then Andy Reid has to step in and say, okay, how do we get this right? Because the only way we win is if that guy is playing at an MVP caliber level. And that's the only way we're going to get back into this playoff race. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, the thing about it with those pump fakes too, is if you look at it, there's windows there that last year Mahomes hits. Mahomes hits some, some of those windows that he's pump faking this year. He just doesn't trust himself right now. That he's going to hit those windows. Um, I think it starts with running the ball. I mean, you got, you saw what happened today when the Chiefs committed to running the ball. I mean, Derek Gore was a revelation on that one drive, you know, putting up 41 yards on seven carries, you know, for a touchdown. I mean, that was the best that the offense looked all night was when the game got balanced and, and, you, and, you, and you gave the ball and just ran it right behind Trey Smith and you let him bully people. Yeah, I will say that Andy's first 15 tonight felt good. It, yeah. it felt like the first time we've got a good first 15 from Andy in a while. But we need more of that. Like they, they, they just need more of that throughout the game. And they were moving the ball early, and then it felt like actually once they got out of the scripted stuff, that's when the offense just said, "Nah, we can't, we can't move the ball anymore." Like we're we're just we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep struggling and turning the football over and just not being able to accomplish much. Well, yeah, and you know, so much is made, like you mentioned, of Andy Reid being this great offensive mind. And if he's the offensive mind that everybody says he is, then you gotta be able to make adjustments on the fly and you can't just script, you know, success. And you gotta be able to look at the game film and you gotta be able to make changes to what you're doing in order to have success down the line. Everybody says Andy Reid has a stack of, um, of you know, of index cards where he's just writing up plays all day long. Well, let's see some of these plays, Andy, you know, because right now what you have been doing all season and what you did last season, it's not working anymore. you got to be able to sh- give us something that's going to be able to beat the cover two on a consistent basis. You know, it's not like it's a new defense that people are playing against you. This is a defense that's been around for years. Yeah, well, that's what's the most frustrating thing, too, is that – we know the defense that they see every week now. And, and I haven't you know, looked up the, the numbers just yet, but I would imagine that the Giants probably didn't blitz very much in this football game, the, the same way that every other defense has been playing them. And Andy Reid's just too smart to not be able to figure that out. So I, I don't know why they haven't figured it out yet. That's what's baffling about it. And eight weeks into the NFL season, where we're at is – the Chiefs need to just run the football. <laughs> that's that's not where I thought we were going to be, but that's where we are. And they simply have to run the football more. Yeah, Derek Gore looked fantastic in the first half. They went away from him in the second half and started fe- feeding Daryl a little bit more, and Daryl had some nice plays too. If it's a two-back committee thing until Clyde gets back, whatever, yeah, let's just run the football more. Let's set up the play action passing game and that'll free up some of those shots down the field because that's what they need. Like he almost had that one to Tyreek Hill, but Mahomes waited too long to throw the football and then he underthrew Tyreek and the play got broken up. I have to believe if he completes that pass, he looks like a different play. Like, like he just looks yeah. like a different person if he completes that because he hasn't had that this season. And it feels like he just needs one. He just needs one to remind him what it's like. And then it's like, okay, now we got this. Now we can figure this thing out. It's 
And he's got to manufacture that stuff. You know, it's if you look at what the 49ers do on a consistent basis with Debo Samuel, who's having an insane season, he's the only player in the NFL right now with over with three games of more than 150 receiving yards. And he had an 83 yard screen pass on Sunday. <laughs> like Andy's capable of doing that. We've seen Andy manufacture incredible screen games with Alex Smith. Why can't we do that with Patrick Mahomes? You haven't had to do it with Patrick Mahomes, but let's do that. Let's manufacture some of that stuff because if the 49ers can do it with Jimmy G under center and Debo Samuel can break off 83 yard runs, the chiefs certainly have the personnel to pull that off too. So I, I just need to see more of that from Andy Reed. And it feels like, it feels like everybody is just kind of smacking their heads right now, trying to figure out what the hell to do. And nobody has any answers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels like, they're just trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting to have different results, you know, kind of like, you know, to what you, to what you said a little bit. And I never thought that I would say, let's bust out the Alex Smith playbook, you know, when Patrick Mahomes is our quarterback. But I mean, like you we're eight weeks into the season. This isn't like, this isn't an anomaly. This season is 50% over, you know, we're at break glass in case of emergency with this offense. Um, Cause right now, if we continue to play this way, we're not going to we're not going to win very many games going going down the line. We're not going to play very many teams that are as bad as the Giants moving forward. And if you come out here and you look like this against the Giants, the next week against Green Bay, you're going to look like you did against the Titans. I mean, and that's just a fact. And I love this team. I love the Chiefs. I don't like sitting here every single week and talking about how bad they are, but they're just not a good football team at this point. Yeah, I tweeted out before the game started tonight. Let's get a good one. Let's have fun on the post game show. Let's be positive. So there's just not a lot of positive takes on the offense right now. There's just not a lot to feel good about. But I, I guess if there is one silver lining from this football game, the Chiefs defense is playing better. Like they're for the most part, they're playing better. Um it's still a fireable offense to put Daniel Sorensen on the field at any point yeah. in the game, but they keep doing it. He keeps proving you he can't cover anybody, certainly can't cover tight ends. Um, I don't know why they continue to put him on the football field, but the positives from the defense, uh, Willie Gay had a tremendous game coming up with another interception, mm -hmm. had a couple other big plays throughout the game. Willie Gay looks like he is going to be big for this defense moving forward. And, I'm excited to see that. Like I, they haven't had an athletic linebacker like Willie Gay since Derek Johnson. And I hope he continues to you know, carve out a massive role in this defense and continues to show that he can be a playmaker for this defense because they haven't had a playmaker at that level in years now. And, and Willie Gay has shown that he can be that for this defense. I mean, yes, Willie Gay was excellent today. I mean, I think we look at the defense it was really a tale of two stories. It was the young guys stepping up and making plays and looking really, really good. And it was the older guys who have been on this team for a while not making plays and looking really, really bad. I tweeted out that Dan Sorensen's the most consistent player on this team. He's consistently not where he's supposed to be, and he's consistently giving up big plays. You know, you can always count on Dan Sorensen to not make the play. And I think that at this point, it has to, there can't be any sacred cows. It has to be out with the old, in with the new. I thought that Ty Tyron Matthew especially needed a big game today, and he didn't play poorly, but he was a non factor. He was, he played meh. 
he looked meh out there. And I think after the week that he had, he needed to come out and show the Chiefs and show the Chiefs fans that he was committed to the team. He was committed to the defense and he was the player that he says he is. And we just didn't see that tonight. And I think he's a very talented guy, but he didn't show up tonight. He wasn't, he wasn't there when the team needed him. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to be your most important defensive player, then you just need him to make plays. And it, mm-hmm. it feels like I, I will say that he's been playing better recently in my opinion, but it does feel like he's been absent in a lot of these performances. Um, Charvarius Ward wound up having a a decent night tonight. Mm -hmm. He did wind up drawing a penalty late in the game that could have been costly. It wound up not hurting them that bad, Uh, but he played okay. And then Legereus Sneed had a rough night, uh, just couldn't seem to stay on his feet for some reason. He needs new cleats. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on with Sneed, but it was... It, it at least made you feel good that the pass rush came alive a little bit. I mean, hell, Frank Clark got a sack tonight. So at the end of the game and, and Chris Jones, the Chiefs were moving him around still. Uh, he was playing inside and out. But on the interior tonight, Chris Jones looked like, OK, that's that dominant Chris Jones that that we're used to seeing. And so maybe Chris Jones, that wrist injury has really been bothering him. And maybe he's getting closer to 100 percent healthy now because he looked fantastic when he was on the interior tonight. Um, but I, I think some of that could just have to be with the giants having a poor offensive line, but you got to take the wins where you can get them with, yeah. with the seasons moving like this. So I, I think you should feel good about the chiefs pass rush a little bit, at, at least if it's, you know, only for tonight uh, before you got to start looking ahead and preparing for the green Bay Packers, you can at least feel good about that tonight and you can go get your big Macs tomorrow. Yeah. I feel better about Chris Jones and Frank Clark than I did before the game. I don't, I'm not saying I feel good about them yet, but I definitely feel better about them after the performance they put up today. I did see Frank Clark limping on the sideline. It looked like a little bit after that final play. And so you'll have to you know, kind of see if he's going to be hobbled at all or slowed down again. If he does, that's going to be really unfortunate because it looked like for the first time today that he was, that he, like he said, he was a little bit more comfortable and was actually a factor you know, in the pass rush. Um, and Chris Jones, every, like it may have been that New York has a bad offensive line, but everybody's going to use this as the example of saying, you know, move him back inside. Cause he looked like a wreck. He looked like a wrecking ball in there. He was, he was just pushing the guard straight back into the pocket, you know, time and time again, you know, and I'll be the, I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, put Chris Jones back inside. <laughs> he, he, he looks like a defensive tackle and not an edge player. Yeah, the Chris Jones at defensive end experiment just hasn't paid off uh, for the Chiefs. And yeah, I I think it's clear that he can be a game wrecker on the inside and that's just where he needs to be. Like we we need to quit it with that experiment altogether because there was a big third down play where he was on the edge and it was like and it was just like, what what are we doing here? Like put, put him back on the inside and let him go get Daniel Jones because that's where Chris Jones eats. And and that helps the entire defensive line create pressure. Um, I I do want to mention before we get out of here, the NFL trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 PM central time here in Kansas city. Obviously the chiefs are, you know, making calls they were reportedly interested in melvin ingram but the steelers refused to trade him within the afc uh there was reports that they might be like interested in marlon mack 
Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks could probably be had from the Houston Texans who are looking to shed salary and sell pieces off to acquire draft picks. Allen Robinson is a guy that is on the franchise tag this season, uh, is having a really bad year in Chicago, and they just can't really throw the football. He could be a guy that could potentially be on the move. The NFL trade deadline in the NFL is usually pretty quiet. You know, we saw Vaughn Miller get shipped to the Rams, and that's a big time deal that you know drastically impacts a team that is at the top of the NFC right now, and they look like a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. So that's a huge move for them. But I'm curious, Rocky, ahead of the trade deadline, if the Chiefs can make any move tomorrow, if they could acquire one piece that could drastically affect this team or maybe change anything. Like I'm curious what you hope that would be or what you just want to see them do if they do anything at all. So the player that I I want the Chiefs to get more than anybody else, I don't even know if he's available. He's not starting right now, but it would be New Orleans uh, linebacker, Quan Alexander. He's got 4-4 speed. He hasn't played exceptionally well this year. He hasn't played exceptionally poorly, but he's athletic. He's as athletic as Willie Gay is. Um, I think that you bring him on the field, you push – Ben Neiman off of the field. And I think that that in itself instantly upgrades this defense. Um, And I think that if you have that level of athleticism in your linebacking core and you start Bolton gay and then Alexander, I think that you got some guys who can just fly around the field and make plays and just, and, you know, and cause trouble. And so that's where I would go. Um, As long as they don't go with Deshaun Jackson, I'm happy. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that I would be very thrilled if they traded for Deshaun Jackson either. Um, I don't think Deshaun Jackson changes your offense that much. He's McCole Hardman. (laughs) Like All Deshaun Jackson can do at this point in his career is just run straight down the field and go deep, and you try to hit him for long plays. He's still really fast. He's just not an all-around wide receiver anymore, and he gets hurt all the time. So not really interested in Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Brandon Cooks is really intriguing to me, though, because he, he's cheap the rest of the season if the Chiefs were to somehow acquire him. And Brandon Cooks is a seriously underrated player who's done nothing but produce. And he would be that consistent other wide receiver who could maybe open things up in the offense for the team. I, it's, I know adding players to the defense seems like the right move and trying to add to the pass rush because it's been so down this season. But at the end of the day, if this team is trying to make the playoffs, if they're trying to compete at all this season, it's still going to go through the offense. It's still going to live and die with Patrick Mahomes. So if I'm the Chiefs and I can acquire Brandon Cooks at the trade deadline tomorrow, I am trying to make that happen at at all costs. Because I do think that a a player like that, a wide receiver of that caliber, adding him to the mix of Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, I I think that could wind up being a game changer for this offense. And might finally actually like – be the spark that gets this thing going for this team because it, it's just unlike anything that we've seen in a long time since since that run uh, a few years back with Alex Smith where they started one and five like this is about as bad as it feels right now even though they're four and four yeah it does and I'll go on record by saying if they trade for Brandon Cooks I'll sign off on that I, I am one hundred percent on board with that uh, he is a, he like you said he is that number two wide receiver we've been looking for. Um, but the Chiefs do feel like a, a team that needs to do something drastic on offense if they're not going to throw. They're, they're, they're either going to be sellers or they need to make a move 
because right now if they stand pat, they're not good enough. And they haven't they like when Sammy Watkins was healthy, the offense looked different. You know, when he was here. Um the offense just works better with two legitimate wide receivers on the field. And so they need to they need to get somebody. You know, and I, like you said, I think Brandon Cooks is probably the most cost-effective option at this point. You know, for the talent, the most bang for your buck. Yeah, I would love to see Brandon Cooks in this offense. Um, I would be shocked if the Texans hold on to him tomorrow. It feels like he's going to have an opportunity to go somewhere. Hopefully, it's here to Kansas City because I do think that could be a game-changing move for this offense the way that they've struggled this season uh he's rocky magania make sure you follow him on twitter i'm steven serta that's where you can find me before we get out of here we do need to ask that you guys please subscribe to the arrowhead pride podcast network and while you're there leave a five-star review we're in the five-star business so uh you know leave leave some kind words talk about some of the shows that you love we've got plenty of shows on a weekly basis uh Coming up tomorrow, the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show with Pete Sweeney and John Dixon will be out tomorrow afternoon. Uh, They'll have plenty of takeaways from tonight's Chiefs and Giants game as well. And if you're listening on the podcast, stick around immediately following this show. We will have all of the Chiefs postgame press conferences. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, for sure going to speak to the media. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Chiefs win 20-17 over the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. And after the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, defensive lineman Chris Jones, and linebacker Willie Gay. The way they stayed with us uh, through some up and downs, on the offensive side, and, uh, um, you know, they kept with us and kept it nice and loud right at the end. Again, for 55 and 95 to end the game the way they did, I thought it was was a real positive, too. Offensively, we made plays when when they were needed down the stretch to get us into field goal position. Um, Ten had a nice day with 94 yards. and then it was good to get our two runners going, <clears throat> Gore being the, the new one, but Daryl did a nice job too. So, um, and, and that means the offensive line was also doing a nice job with the run game. So, um, again, I look at it, uh, I, I think Joe's doing a heck of a job with that team. 
they're coming off a huge win against Carolina where they really got after them and we knew it was going to be a battle. They had some momentum there and uh, <clears throat> I was proud of our guys coming out and, and hanging with each other and, and working through this along with uh, along with the coaches. I, like I said, Spags had a nice game plan. EB had a nice game plan. The guys stuck with it and it worked out well. Likewise with Dave on, on special teams. All right, time's your yeah, we've been doing that. Um, it just, we had more snaps. He had more snaps in there on this. And some of it was just him feeling better and getting, um, you know, the situation that was going on with, with the pass game part. So, you know, um, not because of the other, you know, but he's so effective in there. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to be more disciplined with that, you know. And um, I'll go back and look at them. I, I didn't have a chance to look at all of them, obviously, during the game. But I'll go back and and look at them. But you got to be able to move your feet and stay in fundamental position on on guys, whether it's offense or defense, and, <clears throat> and then you can limit those uh, penalties. So. Um, so anyway, we'll go back and look at all those and try to fix that problem. Coach Patrick was so crisp on the first drive and a little more disjointed as, as the game went on. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, they uh, uh, they did a nice job on some things, and um, I'm gonna go back and kind of look at whether I was putting him in the in a good position or not to you know make plays, and then we'll, we'll see. He, I thought he did a nice job of hanging with it and. End up making some big plays for us, so with his feet and with his arm. And Tyreek. Yeah, well, you know what? I, Pat saw the same thing I saw, obviously, um, from the sideline. They, they had three over two there. They had been a man, complete man team inside uh, the red zone there, and and uh, they. They switched, so sometimes they get you. Um, you hate wasting a good one like that, though. You know. So. Yeah, they they well they sang and played man on them, and then they doubled them from there, and uh, with a man over the top, kind of a halo type technique. So he, um, you know, eventually worked it out. We called every about different release we could give him, <clears throat> um, and. Uh, he worked through it and had a couple of big plays right there, you know, down the stretch. So, um, but they're they're making a making an effort to play him a little different than the other guys. <clears throat> yeah, no, I thought. Listen, I thought they did a nice job. Um, I I know what Daryl can do, and he did it. Um, you, you know, we saw what Gore did during the preseason. Uh, he's been working his tail off during practice. We've been rotating him in, and, and uh, you know, we thought it was important to get him in the game and, and let him do his thing. He's got a knack for it. He's a strong runner, good low center gravity. <clears throat> Yeah, so listen, I mean, everything's not beautiful right now. 
but we're fighting through that. Uh, that happens um, in this game. Uh, there's great, there's great competition in this league, which I think you know. You saw those games yesterday, and I mean, teams that were supposed to win by X number of points get beaten. And that's there's so much parity in this league, so you you got to fight. Uh, that's the part I'm taking out of this game. Our guys battled. They didn't give up on each other. They kept um, kept working through what could have been a time when you just throw your hands up and go, oh, my God, I mean, things aren't working the way they're supposed to work. You know, guys didn't do that. So we'll build on that. I mean, let's keep going. I mean, they, they don't give these things away, and I think that's important uh, for everybody to understand that I mean, that other team is, um, you know, they're coming after you. And, and you're going to get their best shot, and, and I thought I thought they did a heck of a job with it. So. Coach, we asked you a couple times about this player, but it seems like Josh Gordon is still pushing through. How close do you think that? He's so close. I mean, I, I, I know I've said that the last couple of weeks, but he's in on plays, and some of the ones of which he's primary on, they're just, you know, they obviously know where he's at. And I thought he did a nice job blocking for us when he was given an opportunity in there to do that. His routes were good. It just, you know, they. They were on top of him, so that's a. Uh, uh, he'll keep pushing, though. He, he he's really, you know, he's really a pleasure to be around. I mean, he, he works his tail off, and uh, the thing will pop here as he keeps going. Coach, along the lines of what you were talking about earlier with the stance questions, we're way up top. We can't get a feel for what it feels like on the sideline. You were satisfied with energy, body language, those things tonight, even throughout the game with the ups and downs. Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you. So guys were disappointed if they didn't make a play, you know, um, but they hung together with it. I mean, that, that's part of it. I mean, guys want to make plays, and if it doesn't work out, then, you know, they're, they're going to – but they fired it up and went back in and did their thing, and I thought uh, it was good energy on there. You didn't hear anybody complaining. They were just trying to, let's go. I mean, let's do it again, you know, so – I haven't necessarily seen that now. Um, the guys have been working hard and doing their thing. So I, I, it's just we're, we're new. You know, we're a new group, and it's a new team, and every year is different. And um, things aren't as smooth right now as maybe it was then, but it's get, we'll, we'll get it there. we just got to keep, keep working and uh, making sure we evaluate and work. And so that's what we, that's what we do. All right, thank you. I mean, I think we're the same as we've always been. We just uh, we've we've caught some defenses that are playing over the top of us, and we're turn we turn the ball over. And uh, I mean, we're still moving the ball and doing a lot of things great. But whenever you turn the ball over and get a penalty and get pushed back, um, that that kind of ruins drives. Um, but I think we've done a lot of great things. Um, but it's it comes down to execution in this league. And if you don't execute, if teams are going to make you drive the entire field, you have to show that you can do that and score touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep going to them. I mean, they obviously are they're kind of like not like double teaming them every single time, but they're, they're putting a guy on them and they have someone over the top, uh, similar with Tyreek as well. So those guys have to continue to battle. I mean, that, that's stuff that they're going to have to continue to battle all season long. I'm sure they'll get it every single game pretty much. Um, and, they're, and they're battling. And like you, like you said, at the end of the game, he made a couple good plays that kind of got us down there to, to win the game.
Yeah, I mean, Ren will. Um, he's, he's been doing it since, since uh, training camp, and he, he finally got his, his opportunity, and he went out there and, and executed and, and, and played well for us. Um, and so um, I think that whole running back room has stepped up in different roles um, this entire season. And as the season goes, with the offensive line continue to get any better and better at, block, at run blocking and doing that type of stuff, I think that will be a big part of our offense. Yeah, I mean, it was just it's execution. I mean, I, I know it's, we, I, I say it all the time, um, but we have guys open, and if we're on the same page with me and the receivers with the routes, and then I throw it and hit the right spot, um, we can move the ball on, on pretty much any, any coverage. We have answers for verse everything. Um, but that we, we've had, you've seen in every game pretty much, that there's been times where we kind of stall out and we, we don't execute, or I, I, I throw the ball and I don't hit the right spot, or the receiver doesn't see it the same way that I do. Um, or penalties or, or turnovers. So, I mean, I know in this league it's, it, it's, it's kind of showing that it's kind of happened week after week these last few weeks, but I think we're going to snap out of it and, and we'll find a way to start executing, and then when we do, we'll be a tough offense to stop. I think guys just made plays. I mean... The big the play that Travis made where he kind of chip blocked and got out there. I, I, at that time, I was trying to just get it to the third and manageable and give it to him. And then, I mean, he got the face mask, but he fought through like three or four dudes to get to the first down marker. I mean, guys guys made plays. We ran the ball. We needed to run the ball. Um, McCole had a big play on, the, on a jet sweep. Um, so, I mean, it's stuff that we had done the entire game. We just executed, got the ball down there. Obviously, we would like to score a touchdown, but giving Bucker a chance to kick a field goal and defense stepped up and, and made a big stop. Yeah, I mean, I got to hit Tyreek. I got to throw it more across the field than that one to Tyreek. Um, I kind of told him before the play, I was like, if they push over there, I'm going to give you a chance. And when I was rolling to the left, I just let it kind of, like a lot of right-handed quarterbacks, I let it kind of tail back t towards the DB. But if I put it more across the field, I hit him on that deep shot. But like you said, I mean, there's there's a few of them a game. So whenever you, you only have a few deep shots a game, you got to make sure you execute and hit them. Um, and in the past, I've been able to kind of, oh, I missed it, come back and hit another play. But obviously, defenses have safeties at 25 yards deep. So we're going to have to, whenever we do get those opportunities, we've got to make sure we execute on them. You said this the other day about it's always kind of a battle for you to you know, find that ground between trying to make something go and letting it happen. Did you feel any moments today where you, you were having a breakthrough with that? Yeah, I thought I did a good job of it today. I mean, obviously, we. I want to score more points. I want to have more touchdowns and, and put more points on the board. But seeing how the defense was playing and how they were kind of holding strong and, and doing things, uh, I try to just get the, get the ball in my hand in certain situations, get it to the running back in space, get it to these guys in the flats, and let them get upfield and get, and get vertical. And um, you kind of get to the game where you, you get the ball, the chance to win the game. I, I have confidence in our offense that we're going to go down there and, and get a score, and that's what we were able to do. Yeah, I mean, all you can do is focus on the, the Packers now. I mean, obviously, we know this entire season we play a lot of good football teams coming up. So uh, you focus on the Packers. Um, that's a great football team. Um, I think they're first seed in the NFC. Um, so, I mean, you know they're going to be a great challenge for you. And so you go back to your execution. You go back to practice um, executing, not getting those penalties. Uh, if you see a guy making a, a, 
a decision where he's holding a little too long or if, if something little like that is happening, you kind of correct that right then and right there um, so that whenever you get in the game, you, you, don't, you don't have those things happen. I mean, the, the, the best part about it to me, I mean, obviously you don't want to have the penalties. These guys are playing hard. I mean, the penalties that we had, guys were trying to block, and they might have blocked for just a tick too long, and they got a holding call when the guy kind of pulled back. Um, but guys are playing hard. They're battling. They're trying to find ways to win games, and we were able to find a way this, uh, today to win it. Last two. Patrick, you get a couple of low moments, right? Ball intercepts at the beginning, and, and Travis with the fumble afterwards. How are you guys able to rally emotionally and kind of pull yourselves up to get back out there? Because it, it probably was that, oh no, here we go again, kind of turnover feeling you've had a few times this year. Yeah, I mean, but we're going to keep battling. I mean, even even the Titans game week before, I mean, we're going to battle to the very end, I promise you that. Um, you're hoping that the turnover luck kind of flips the other way, but that comes with us trying to execute at a higher level. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had the, the ball that bounced up in the air and picked off. Then Travis, who doesn't fumble, he, he, fumbled, he fumbled. So, um, I, I, like I said to Trav and all these guys, I'm going to keep coming right back to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you, let you, let you make a play, because I have that trust in you. Um, and I think as the season goes on, hopefully we can correct the turnovers, and I think we can still be a special offense. How do you guys guard against other people's Yeah, I think I took a me personally. I took a kind of a, a big picture look at it this last week after playing the Titans, and obviously we didn't start the way we wanted to. And I kind of felt like I was trying to make stuff happen that wasn't there. Um, and I think in the game like today, I, I did a better job of obviously they're taking away the big shots. I wanted to throw the big shots, especially when we started stalling out uh, some of those drives. Um, but I kind of just kept with the pro uh, the process, kept with the the game flow, and trusted in our defense. And they made a lot of stops. Uh, they we got we got enough points on the board, and they were able to shut it down at the end of the game. Thank you, Patrick. How you guys doing? Did y'all get enough of Patrick? <laughs> y'all kept him in here like 15 minutes, but it's okay. I I got to get home. I got kids, but it's all good. I'm here for you guys. <laughs> How you guys doing? <laughs> Emotionally, I mean, we're aware we can't really feel what, what you guys are feeling down there on the field. Is it low moments tonight? Did you guys feel like it's going to be hard to dig out of this thing? And what was it like to finally break through at the end and, and get those sacks to kind of put this thing away? Um, I don't feel like it was the low moment. I feel like it was going to be a challenge the whole game. Uh, we kind of knew that going into this week. We kind of knew that um, that's a marathon in this league. You know, uh, no win is given to you. So we got to take that approach on. Uh, it's, a, it's a battle. Every drive, every play, you know, you got to execute at a high level in order to uh, to get the best out of your opponent. So, Chris, early in the game, you had uh, actual homestone interception and really gave for right around and then a big interception as well. How big was that for you guys uh, to get over that? Well, here we go again with another interception. We got the guy on the field, but Gabe comes up with a big. Well, we never look at it like that. I mean, Patrick has done so much good for this team, and you know, um, great players make make uh, make um, bad decisions sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't think Pat initially tried to throw an interception. It's just a bad play. And um, as a defense, uh, we look at that as like a challenge because whether uh, whether y'all want to say it or not, y'all little brother is all the all the damn time. You know, the the second little brother who's uh, just there. And, and, you know, we take that as a challenge, you know. Let's go out, step up, get the offense the ball back. We'll let the offense know that we're going to get you the ball back. And um, Willie Gay came up and made a big play. What's it like, what's it like for the defense to, you know, hold a team to 10 points in the first half and, and 
where normally, you know, fans will see that, you know, the defense is struggling with you all have been playing well, especially taking out the ball game the last two weeks and put four quarters together today. On top of that, 12 penalties, 100 yards, how do you clean that up behind the we got to stop beating ourselves. Uh, I had two penalties myself, a holding and uh, offsides. Those are mental mistakes that I can correct. I think we, we kind of correct those mental mistakes on our, our behalf. We can kind of eliminate a lot of the big plays, the big drives that teams are able to push downfield on us. And, um, you know, those are self-inflicted wounds right there. So we can, we can fix that. Those are fixable things. Uh, we told Stats it was going to happen. You know, um, there's so many plays and so so many schemes are ran throughout the game, and usually around the fourth quarter, four or five minutes to go, Spags sent a four-man pass rush, and we were able to dial up some stuff and uh, unleash the guys up front. You know, we got a lot of great guys up front that can rush the passer. passer uh, Frank Clark, Jerry Reed, we got Alex Okafor and Mike Dana, who is leading this team in sacks. So, we got guys that can rush the quarterback. We just, you know, once we unleash, we're able to get there. Well, um, particularly, I've been on the inside on passing downs and been on the outside on base or uh, rundowns. Uh, that's typically been the, been the thing this whole year. It's just um, us getting teams to passing downs and being able to get um, – nickel or dime on the field to where I can get inside, you know. Um, so, you know, I think that's more so of a defensive thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like I can be dominant inside and out. Just a couple of weeks ago, Coach Reed has told us that you were dealing with, obviously, a wrist injury and said it was probably a distraction. Where do you think you are now with that? Is the Chris Jones we usually see now effectively here? Well, I end up tearing some ligaments in my wrist, and I try to play through it. And, um... I don't make no excuses for myself. I tried to play through it and uh, realized that I couldn't play my full potential while playing through it. So um, I thought it was best to take a, take a couple of weeks off to let it heal. And um, thankfully, the team agreed. We came to agreement. And um, I feel a lot better now. I'm able to do some things that I wasn't able to do um, when it initially happened. And uh, I feel good. I feel great to be back on the field, man, with my brothers. Do you like the fact that 100%? I want to say 100%. I don't think I'll be 100% this season. Uh, you know, it's a long, brutal season. Every game you get a nick or a neck. So I, I'm good enough to play to my best ability. And any time I'm able to do that, I can be a problem. I don't think we ever left. Uh, you know, um, like I was telling my teammates, it's a marathon. It's a long season. You know, uh, we still got another half a season to go. Yeah. We can be the best half uh, half a season that you guys ever seen, you know, um, the four losses that we had, this was tough, but now we take it one game at a time. I, I address it like that, take that approach, especially within practice and a week of preparation, and uh, we can build off of it. Of course, um, I feel like everyone has the winning mentality. I feel like everyone has a sense of urgency that we know what we have in the building. We know how much talent we have around and what we're capable of achieving with this team. We just got to pull it together. You know, a few errors. You look at the Baltimore Ravens game. We was marching down, about to score 
fumble happen. That's a that's a mistake we can fix. And it, it a lot of these games are simple mistakes that we can fix. We just got to eliminate penalties and mistakes. And uh, once we do that, I think we'll be the team that we know we all can be. Yeah, y'all know the offense get more attention. Come on, like, 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 let's not act like that's the elephant in the room, okay? We 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 know the offense. You know when you have um, when you have a high caliber guys like Pat Mahomes, uh, MVP of the league, you got one of the best receivers, you know, in the league. You got one of the best tight ends in the league. You, you know, y'all guys are not gonna talk about us. We don't score touchdowns, okay? Uh, you know, offensive guys, they do the dance. They get in touchdown, boom, boom. Yeah. People go crazy, you know. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about us these last few weeks. I've seen the comments. It's okay, you know. I, I don't really say that. I don't engage on Twitter, but I see, you know, it's okay. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I can handle it. That's what we last thing I wanted to ask about. Last week, there was some of your teammates in the defensive room engaging on Instagram and stuff like that. Did you guys have a conversation as a team about that? And just kind of what are your thoughts about trying to not look at those things when you're trying to get your job done? Um, we didn't have a conversation about it. But I look at it as like this. You know, um, a, lot of, a lot of people on social media say a lot of disrespectful stuff to players, not understanding that we're human too. And we don't go out there trying to not, I mean, trying to make mistakes or not play to our best ability. And, and I think fans get carried away so sometimes because they be so engaged and they be so used to us winning and dominating all the time. And sometimes they get carried away. And just like a normal person have feelings, just because we athletes, we have feelings too. And sometimes they get a little bit over the top. And, you know, some things are, are, are taken out of proportion, something. And we got a lot of emotional players, you know, uh, that, that give their heart out on this field. And I don't think we we try we try to lose a game either. You know what I mean. So I think it's a little bit of both, and I think both parties get it. You know, Tyran made an apology this week, and he's an emotional guy. He's our leader, and we understand where he's coming from. I don't I don't think he initially meant like the Chiefs fan base is what he said. I think he talked out a little anger, which he said. So um, I just say, man, the fans got to be condescending on how they talk to players. You know, I don't I don't normally engage on social media because I feel like the average Joe can't get me out of my, my element. It won't make or break me. But I just be condescending on, you know, how you talk to us. You know, we treat you guys with respect. We just ask for the same thing. It's not like we try not to go out and not give our all every, every week for you guys. So, And we appreciate you guys dearly. I love the KC. I love the Keenum. I love the fans. And we're going to turn this thing around. I don't watch baseball, by the way, so there's no X. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go with your outfit and the Chiefs color, so we good. Yeah, man, I got all kind of hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, like I was saying back then, man, just doing your job. You know, once you do your job, plays come to you. And it was something, something as simple as just working through the passing lanes and quarterback staring down the route, and he just threw it right to me, you know. And when you do your job, that's what happens. So. Were you upset that you didn't make it to the end zone? Yeah, I should have just ran him over. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I, I know you never want to see me to be injured, but 
you've played it, started next to Nick Bolton a couple of games mm -hmm. now. What what are you seeing from him? What's that partnership been like? He, he led the team attack at the beginning mm -hmm. last week, so what are you seeing that, that, that kind of partnership is there? Man, I, like I was telling the other guys, man, Nick, as a rookie, he's just so good, man. And I was telling him, like, shoot, man, this time last year when I was a rookie, I like I couldn't even do half of what he's doing. So, man, I love playing with him, love watching him play. You know, he's smart. He can he can get us lined up. He gives everybody lined up, you know. And we help each other out as linebackers. And just, just me, like when me, him and Ben was on the field tonight, we did our jobs, and we all three played pretty good, you know. So you just got to keep doing that, man, and that room can keep getting better each and every week. Um, I mean, of course, they're a good team. Uh, you know, they won without like three of their starters, I think, on offense. But nothing crazy, man. We just got to do our job. You know, can't give up crazy deep balls, can't jump offside. Just stuff that, that you know, just the basic football one on one, you know, just. Can't hurt yourself and can't like let them just take the top off of the defense. Just do your job and you'll be all right. So. so what kind of momentum do you think you guys can gain from the play, especially early on, only 17 points, really finishing off where you know, the other Um, I feel like defense played pretty good, man. So we just got to carry it over, uh, continue to learn and fix the mistakes that we did make. You take away a deep ball and a, a, a check down and went for like 30, 40, you know, and you know, we, you take that away, man. We're doing pretty good. So we just carry that over into next week and just build on it. You watched, obviously, this team when you were out and, and the defense had struggled a bit against the What do you feel like has been different in the last few weeks you know, with you being in there? I don't really know what to tell you on that. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, you know, some weeks you just you can do it. Some weeks you can't. You know, every team going, you know, just every week just going to be a little different. You know, nothing really different with the scheme. Just maybe this week a guy stuffed a hole a little bit more than he did the last week, you know. So you just got to keep doing that, you know, stacking every week. Oh, it's special, man. Uh, since I was in high school, you know, I feel like when you can – interact with the fans and get them involved in the game, you know, I feel like it's special because they, they bring the energy to the game, you know, and without them, man, like last year was hard, you know. A guy like me, I like to be juiced up, so without the fans, you know. So, but uh, to have the fans involved in the game like that and to be juiced up the whole game, fourth quarter, it's big. Can you what you saw on that third play with quarterback defense? Uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, I did my job and I blitzed. I didn't get through. So I overlapped and I saw he was carrying the ball out and I was like, okay. So I seen him try to turn it up the field and I just made a tackle, dog. And it was perfect timing, perfect place. So. Willie, uh, last month, right before you got active, you had sent a tweet out about your, you, you love everybody, but your mental health was kind of helped yeah. time. You retweeted a few things for like Lane Johnson and stuff like that. I just want to know how you're doing with that and um, you know what, what message you have for I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, every day uh, it's not going to be easy, but you know, I'll have probably three good days in a row. Then next week on Monday, I'll probably have the worst day ever, you know. So it's a, it's a journey, you know, just got to keep my head up and keep pushing forward. Uh, just take it one day at a time, man. I'm doing a lot better than I was then, I can tell you that for sure. Uh, 
I can focus a little bit better with football. You know, I had a lot going on outside back then, man. So um, I just just keep my head down and keep working, dog. Okay, thanks, Willie. Thank you. Thank you.